Welcome to the Stripped Down Know Nothing Podcast, focusing on the bare naked ladies. That's right, whether the chords are augmented or diminished, from call me calmly to unfinished, we're, it's all been done, the podcast. When he leaves, he leaves only regret. It's my co-host, Evan. He's so lightweight. How can he survive? <laughs> it's my co-host, Saker. Yay, that's me. Uh, I'm not lightweight. I'm more heavyweight than you, even though you're taller than me. I, don't I would think so. Guess. I probably outweigh you. We're both good at our bodies. Uh, I'd say I'm adequate at my body. You know how to use it. I've watched you use that yeah. body before. I got a body and I know how to use it. <laughs> what bodily thing are you worst at? Uh, probably maintaining my weight. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard. Especially it as you get older. Really good. When I was on intermittent fasting, I felt like I was a champ. I was fucking like losing a pound a week. It was not. Oh, fun. that doesn't help. That's not healthy. Uh, really? Oh no, that was like keto. Keto, I was losing like a pound and a half a week. You should not lose that much weight that quickly. It was <laughs> a pound it, a week is bad. Ke- and the thing about keto was, I got down to like one eighty or something again, which is an enormous amount of weight for me to lose, and then or one seventy five. And then as soon as I got off, like within four days, it was all it was all just like fucking yeah. water weight and bullshit. Yeah, because um, you're just full of salt and meat. I'm bad at like Jordan Peterson, his <laughs> <laughs> stupid daughter. I'm bad at pooping. I think you're bad at pooping. Yeah, I'm not great at it. Like, I, does it not get out? Or? I mean, it hurts. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you have too much fiber. I think uh, when I like a stool I went to the doctor and he said what's it was just for a routine check what's a gun <laughs> and he said what's your diet like and i said well you know i eat the same lunch every day mostly beef chips <laughs> a lot of beef chips i said i eat a salad a piece of cheese and some nuts and an apple mm-hmm. he said you eat an apple every day and i went yeah how am i supposed to keep you how else am i supposed to keep you away <laughs> i thought it was a joke of course a doctor's gonna tell you not <laughs> yeah. to eat an apple he told me not to he that said it's too much fiber i was like that seems weird but then he left the country. He's trying to trick. He's trying to trick you. Yeah. So he may have been an illegal doctor. Said, I don't know. I'm coming for you. <laughs> I got a note just saying like your doctor has left for Mexico. So here's a question: Do you like? Do you ever lie to your doctor? No. Why would I lie to my doctor? That's the thing because my my partner is incre- like frighteningly open with his physicians to the point where it's made me uncomfortable a couple times. What what I don't know like I, I don't know like talking about illegal drugs and talking about like stuff like that. I see. And they're like, well, "How many times a week do you drink?" And I'm like, oh, "I don't I don't know, couple." couple. <laughs> and he's like, "How many beers do you have?" I said, "I don't know, like four maybe, five, maybe I, five. And he's I, like, "Do you ever have more than five? I'm like, "Yeah, I might sometimes have more than five. Like I just feel like horrible. Yeah, I've never But see, I feel like I know you're not supposed to because they're supposed to like Yeah, that's the point. They're not there to judge you. They're there to like make you healthier. But I always feel judged all the time. Sure. Um I I get tricked into it because we I I haven't I I need to go for uh physical again. What's the answer to my riddle? (laughs) But like we have this this thing that makes our insurance cheaper online for my job and we have to fill it out. Oh yeah. yeah. And it'll be like, you know, how many times a week do you drink screening? Yeah. yeah. And I'm all you know, maybe once a week. And so how many drinks do you have every time you drink? And I'm like a lot. Yeah. I mean, well, actually, I don't even once a week, like once a month. And I, I do say a lot. And then the final results come up and it's like, binge drinking is bad for you. I'm like, well, I don't binge drink. And I'm like, I guess I, if I drink we once do. a yeah. month and I get drunk. Yeah, I definitely binge drink. Binge but like, drinking. you know, it, it is what it is. Like if I couldn't binge drink now and again, life wouldn't be worth <laughs> living. So this is just something I'm going to take. I don't feel like it's better. But I feel like drinking one or two beers a night is might be worse, right? Than right. having one night where you drink the... I'm not a doctor, Saker. I cannot <laughs> diagnose you. 
Because, <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, at I least calorically. Yeah, I mean, most most days I do not drink. Right. But when I drink, I drink to get drunk. Me too. Yeah. Which is binge drinking by the yeah. definition yeah. of binge so, drinking. But what's the point of drinking if, if you don't get drunk? drunk right? <laughs> that feels like a thing an alcoholic is going to say. But you're right. Because yeah. what is – beer doesn't – beer does not taste good. Most liquor does not taste I good. I love beer. Okay. Fuck you. But like, hey, it's not a value judgment. Just <laughs> no. saying, I love beer. I know, but it's but you're undercutting the argument I'm making, okay. which is yeah, why you you're not going to drink it for recreation. Just like I'm going to have I a beer probably, or two tonight. If beer was not alcoholic at all, I would probably have an occasional beer because I enjoy the taste. Like I'd have a wow. beer with like pizza or something like that. Because like they do make non-alcoholic beer. I know, but I would rather drink an alcoholic beer. Like I'm just saying, if sure. if beer did not have alcohol sure. in it, suddenly, sure. Like, I would still have the occasional beer. If beer did not I, have... I wouldn't drink, like, 20 of them in a sitting. That's for fucking sure, but... Re- if we went retroactively, if you were God... Well, I probably wouldn't have learned to drink beer if it just tasted like shit. Exactly. Right. And that's what I'm saying. Like It's if, an acquired taste, If right? we went back to the beginning, and we made it we made it so that beer's fermentation process so did you are, not make you drunk... You are a cruel God. Beer would never... God, beer is one of the few things that proves that God <laughs> loves us. Beer would never have ever existed, right? Because the first guy would have drank it and be like, this sucks... And then he would have been like, oh, it's not also not doing anything for me. The only thing I could think it's of... shit water. The only reason I could think of it it would exist was because when you fermented it, you know there aren't other bacteria in it. Okay. So it would be cleaner than water through, for most of history. Because, I mean, a lot of people drink small beer in the sure. Middle Ages because, you know, you don't want to drink the water. Yeah. Because yeah, you everyone's shitting upstream from you. Right. So... I think like as something that wouldn't make you sick, but again, we didn't have germ theory till like the 1900s. So yeah. who the fuck knows? Yeah. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> right. Right. Um, boy. Okay. Wow. That was a weird. <laughs> yeah. we went I don't even know where we started. Uh, I, what are you worst at with your body? <laughs> Let's get to this week's song. This week's song is called Aluminum. What are the bare naked ladies worst at in their oeuvre? <laughs> this song. This song. Tip in our hands. If you've never heard aluminum, here's a quick sample. Ron Aninello strikes again. <laughs> yes, absolutely. The intro reminded me of like a space documentary from the 90s. Yes. Or like when you're going through like a museum and you walk into like the outer space room or like the planetarium. It's like. Yeah, like a weird Yanni. It's NPR at 2 a.m. on a Saturday. Did you ever listen to Hearts in Space? No. Oh, my God. Hearts in Space was so good. It's what I would listen to when I was a kid. It's just like they're like sort of like spacey wall of sound. Uh, Oh, man, it was fun. But yeah, this... Vangelis stuff. Yes, yes, Vangelis. Um, I wrote, this sounds like a Kev. Like straight off the bat, it di- it didn't strike me as an Anello. It struck me as like a, it's like a weird dreamscape, and then there's a piano solo that leads you, and I was like, oh, Kev had a fucking hand. I think that like it was Annie Anello, and then Kev's like, I need to bring this back. I need to like maybe.
Just like front again, fronting Kev at the keyboard, always a good idea. Well, you didn't like it on Celebrity. I it's the best part of Celebrity. But like Kev's uh Kev's, Kev's, jeans. Kev's keyboard <laughs> Kev's keyboard sort of reminded me like the the melody he did was kind of like the beginning of Karma Police by Radiohead. Oh, like yeah. Like it had that like that like single pu- piano. I could hear that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 definitely. So it was a very it was a very weird intro and I kind of liked it and then it just went downhill that from there for me. I, I did I wrote it's it's it starts out so moody. It reminded me of the best parts, the quietest parts of when you dream. Mm-hmm. Sort of like that quiet like you're in a, a a dark room and you're like just like it's it's late and mm-hmm. you're you're brother you are vibing. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but I hear kids say it so. Brother you vibing. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's a mood it, it starts out very moody. But yeah, I think we are definitely going downhill so quick. First up, let's just address it. Fuck the Brits. Right? That pronunciation is so, so dumb. Aluminium. Yeah, like the, you know, orientate and things like that. I, that's my question, I guess. Um, I know Canadians use British spellings. Yeah. Do they use British pronunciations too? Would a Canadian say aluminium? And I wouldn't know. I don't know. I've never heard a Canadian say well, aluminum no, or aluminium. They wouldn't. Okay. Because Ke- uh, Ed says aluminum to me. <laughs> aluminium to some and he's canadian so yeah i guess yeah i mean like there's your proof right fair enough <laughs> i mean maybe in the uh, the french well where's he from he's are they all from toronto or uh yeah edmonton edmonton yeah right, the edmonton area so maybe yeah, the, the quebecois say i don't why know why would they say it because like french... they're not they're not speaking french i mean they're like yeah you're right they would say the, the words br- in french <laughs> yeah <laughs> maybe people in japan say aluminium <laughs> they might i'd have to see the katakana yeah that's but, true uh, like it's weird song. It's weird song. Okay, first up. They, but at, at least, least at least it has a through line and makes sense, though. You're right. Unlike next week's song. Yes. <laughs> um, so this song, from the beginning, it sounds different. It's kind of almost like there was a guest producer on this song. I don't mm-hmm. think there was. But there's a like a hissing or something if you turn up in your headphones that isn't present. I went through on any other track. It sounds like it's intentional though. It sounds like running water and mm-hmm. it immediately made me have to pee. As soon as the song started, <laughs> I was like, uh-oh, it's time for me to go bathroom. Um, it's very, very weird and very hard to hear, but I don't know. There's a weird, this whole song has a weird kind of creeping dread to it sometimes. That I thought was like it got yeah. bit bizarre dissonant chords like on the part where it says like uh, you'd never rust but I'd never know. There's this like weird, I don't know. There's just a like it follows sort of a creeping background <laughs> terror to it's this always, song. The song's always coming for you. <laughs> yeah, basically. I don't know. What what did you think about uh what what stuck out to you more? Should we talk about the I mean, instrumentation first? I mean, yeah, we can talk about the instru- instrumentation. I mean, again, like the Kev Kev keyboards were like the only thing the only saving grace for me for this this uh song. Like I enjoyed his chord progression. I enjoyed the way he mixed everything together yeah. and that's fine. Um I would not have picked Ed for a, this this like for an Ed lead vocal. Like like when I got I I don't think I've heard this song in the wild ever and i think i heard the i've listened to this cd maybe once back yeah. in the day and i didn't remember this song at all so like i'm like when i was reading over the lyrics i'm like oh this seems like a steve song yeah ed's vocal well guess what huh. written by steve hmm. why would he what? let I, ed I thought, sing it? i thought ed was also writing co-writing with this uh 
my credits I oh you're right written by Ed and Steve yeah. uh, the first credit I looked at said Steve but this yeah so I can Ed I can see the Steve parts like you know yeah this is the 100%. first the first two stanzas are 100 percent Steve and then like <laughs> the the chorus is Ed like the, it just Ed just comes in like with a word with a wor- word trick you're it's uh fucking shades of escarpment almost impossible to malign i was like okay you're pulling out the rhyming dictionary again ed this is not a great a great lyric i don't know yeah you're right i i do feel like it's it's i do feel like it's a collaborative song but i feel like it would have benefited from steve on leads yeah i think and i think it would have been benefited from I don't know, just being a totally different song. Cause <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know. I feel like Steve probably fought for this one, right? Because it feels like he did a lot and then he maybe just handed it over mm-hmm. to Ed who felt like he should sing it. But I feel like this one may have died. Th- this one may have like death by committee, right? Because mm-hmm. I feel like it's so inoffensive. It's like a 4-4 four, four pop or alternative song. Yeah, it's a middle, it's a middle album riff which it is yeah i mean and we're coming off of weeks like upside down and we're Mm -hmm. about to head into unfinished and like those are fucking swings no they aren't okay (laughs) unfinished is not a swing i feel like it's a swing it's weird yeah it's weird it does weird stuff that's what i'm saying this song upside down was great this song is this song is so conventional yeah like it's the four four drums are just so basic and safe like they all sounded tired to me like are you getting enough sleep boys i i oh you uh, everybody sounded tired Yeah, they just sounded tired yeah i don't know i felt yeah even even ty's fills there's one great fill in this song uh coming off from the bridge But most of his songs are like pop, pop, pop. Like it's just like very quick. It's just yeah, they they felt bored. They're like, oh crap, we need. An, oh wait, we only have eleven songs in this album. We need <laughs> there be twelve. You did. Also, yeah, why? What? There are fourteen songs. This album is packed, fucking full. Mm-hmm. I feel like when I resequence it, I might just chop off a shit ton of songs. If this get... were a ten-track album, it might be perfect. This might be their white album. We'll this... see. We'll see. Okay. All right. All right. We'll see when you cut it. Well, I'll, I'll be the judge of that. Then judge away, my friend. Um, yeah, the bridge. Speaking of the bridge and the big drum fill back in, I love the acoustic on that bridge where the, like, you're not as precious as you can try. You're so lightweight. How can you survive recycling moments? There, from... There's some good instrumental choices in this song, um, including probably my favorite instrumental choice was that outro where the strings start to come in too. Mm-hmm. They're just, it felt like maybe I missed them in the rest of the song, but they really pop at the end. Those yeah. strings. Mm-hmm. It's like almost like a whole, it felt like a whole orchestra, although I, I'm pretty sure it was just a couple folks or maybe just Jim layered. Was it? No. Oh. <laughs> no. Like, I just wish they hadn't faded out before the song ended. This and the intro were my two favorite parts of the song because I felt like they felt unconventional. Mm-hmm. And the rest of the song was so conventional and boring. Yeah. I thought it was an okay song. It, like, I didn't really like it. I thought, yeah, I, I agree. It's sort of straight down the plate for me. Yeah. I, I liked that there was a through line, which I feel like had been missing in a couple songs recently. Yeah. But, um, you know, I don't know. It was 
interesting if we want to dig into the lyrics unless you have more stuff to say about it. Of course I do. I have a shit ton of stuff. The guitar is doing like a weird sitar thing for most of the song in the choruses. Um, I I love the classic 70s sort of like clav pad or whatever Kev's using during the verses. It sounded very like 70s to me. Like this whole song, well, not core 70s, but... Um, the harmonies were buried in this. They were buried real far in the back. I just thought it was, they made weird choices and the bridge is totally forgettable. Usually, of course, we talk about how the bridge Mm -hmm. is like the big part. Um, but yeah, this, the bridge sucked in this song. It's just very, very forgettable. Um, every time you're here, I forget when you leave, you leave only regret like... Yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, okay. So let's let's get into the lyrics. Let's get into the lyrics. What are we talking? Did, did you have any read on the lyrics? I think like this is sort of the. There's a couple different reads. I have a bunch of different reads as always, but yeah, it's just a, somebody in a difficult relationship, like with somebody who is good at fronting, but not necessarily the same way that they are. Like they've seen the real them. Okay. So it's sort of like the uh, the opposite of uh, for you. Yes. So this is like the other end of that. Sure. Where it's like, why won't you share this with me? Why won't you share shit with me? Like you, you know, we're alone now. You can, you know, let, let down your mask or, or it just might be somebody who, you know, coming to the, coming to terms with a relationship where you realize the other person is actually kind of just a shitty person. Yeah. Like you've been sort of blinded by your love or lust for them. And then you realize, oh yeah, we're not really meant for each other. This is not good. And yeah. You, but they're so convincing that they keep you around. Like it's a codependent relationship. I, I, I could see that. And I think that's probably the best. Well, did you have alternate reads for this? Oh, yeah. It's a fairy. You're in love with a fairy. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay. So How like, so? well, fairies have glamor, right? And they sure. enchant you. So like the glamor is that they see, they shine like silver uh, stars okay. in the wake of line, maybe literally almost impossible to malign because you can't say anything bad about them. The fairies can't touch iron. Cold, cold wrought iron. Cold wrought yeah. So they can so touch warm iron? They can touch iron that was made in a forge, but you can also beat iron, like cold forge it and just beat it. It looks the like fuck? looks like shit. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, it's usually cold, cold rot. That feels like somebody who like has an OC that they're making and they're like, well, he has to have a weakness. And so they pick the dumbest shit, like something they'll never encounter. Cold rot well, iron? It was more common in the Middle Ages. I guess. When fairies were real serious yeah. threat to humanity. Okay, got it. Fairies suck. Hey man, <laughs> uh, the, you do not reflect the views of this podcast. Those are personal. That's that's a personal man. I just have you know that I. That's the reason I have those iron bars on my windows. Oh, really? And that sort of stuff. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's a fucking pain in the ass when you get a changeling. Sure. Like we had to. Remember when we went to Ireland? Yeah. Like, C and I. It was a fucking pain in the ass. Like, you go to like a fairy market and you're not even gonna get your whole kid back. Because yeah. I mean, it's like a fucking swap meet over there. Yeah. So like Luke didn't. We we got Luke back, but like he didn't have all his original teeth. But we're like, what the fuck ever? They're just baby teeth. He's gonna get a new set in anyway. Sure. So like, you know, you just kind of have to deal with what you deal. Thankfully, thankfully, fucking OSU has a program like will let you off as, as like a disability sort of thing when you go to get recover your kid from the banshees. Oh really? Yeah. Oh that's nice. Yeah, it's real cool. Does um, it happen a lot? To other I mean, that's the, the thing is like they'll. I mean, yeah, it's like. I mean, at it's OSU, not, I mean, it's not super common, but uh-huh. OSU is a big, a big like uh, sure. bureaucracy. So I mean, it's probably four or five a year. Like, I mean, that's not great. No, I Can mean, I... you want to, you want to be, you want to be uh, sort of empathetic and sympathetic. That the thing was is I had to take like personal time when we got him back. Sure. 
to, so they wouldn't give us any like just to, to deprogram <laughs> yeah, not to deprogram but just to like you know you have to go and like go to the fucking goblin market and like trade you know secrets and like bits of memory and things for your son bits of your son back and that's that's traumatizing like sure. i'm still in therapy for that how did you know that they weren't his baby teeth do you did, i mean did you write something on each I mean, other back you, of have you looked at my son's mouth recently? No. Well, he has all adult. Next, yeah, when you get when you come over tomorrow, just take a look inside. You'll you'll know. Okay. All right. I mean, they're not human teeth, that's for sure. Oh, he's got a lot of bird teeth in there. Uh, birds don't have teeth, Saker. Well, not anymore. Your son took them. <laughs> um, hey, that was a good. That was the first time I've yes ended. I think <laughs> the first time you've yes ended. <laughs> and I have to point it out. Um, don't geese have teeth? Like geese have like those little uh, like ridges on their beaks that are kind of like teeth yeah yeah i probably it looks terrifying have you ever been bitten by a geese by no a goose? i would fucking kill a goose i think we've talked about this on the <laughs> floor like this was a gordon like a goose a goose like rushes me i run at it oh like, yeah i'm like fuck you you're not coming at me i'm coming at you i, I will kill like, you <laughs> would you i i i would there, kill a goose i would stomp a, a goose to death i think you like grab them by the neck and then like one quick like i just feel like kicking them as hard as i can would break <laughs> every fucking bone in their body like I'm not worried. I'm not touching a goose with my bare hands. I don't need to. It's going to stomp it to death. What if you kicked it, but it was too heavy? What if you broke your foot and you were on the ground and a goose was hovering over you? A swole goose comes at me. (laughs) Fucking goose on whey protein. I don't know. Like they, they come like there's geese on like the, like the path by a stream or, or or a thing. And they like, lay their eggs so they're going to come at you and i'm like listen man you shouldn't have laid your eggs right here i know it's safe because people are here and foxes aren't going to eat you and shit but like you got to deal with people but have you ever had to kick a goose no no i've never had to they usually run away because they're cowards but you have run at them if they run at me i'm going to run at them you're going to or you have i have and it worked yeah you Fuck. throw your hands in the air to make yourself even bigger and you just <laughs> yell and run at them and they will back off i swear to you that sounds really fun actually <laughs> Yeah, you can scare a bunch of geese that way. Yeah, I think uh, one of these days they're gonna come at me, like they're gonna call my bluff and like sure. just like just come flapping at me, and that's the day a goose dies. <laughs> I feel like there are probably people listening to our podcast who are gonna be upset talking about animal abuse. But well, I'm not gonna. To be fair, they came at us first. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to hurt a goose. Sure, but I'm not gonna sit there and be chased off by a goose. No, of course not. I stand your ground. Stand right? your ground, laws. <laughs> it's the castle doctrine. <laughs> my body not. is. Well, the thing is, I, I worry because Luke. Uh, my son is like goose sized at this point sure and he's interested in everything so he'll like walk towards him they'll hiss at him like buddy don't go near the geese but like if a goose comes at my son i'm gonna kill that goose yeah of like, course so that's my like parental instinct coming in i'd prefer not to kill them but I'll, i'd rather just chase them off yeah your son would die he wouldn't die but i bet a goose him. could i bet a goose could hurt my son a goose could fuck him up like yeah and i feel bad like it could peck out an eye or some shit yeah like, i don't think it's gonna kill him but i think it'll hurt him pretty bad yeah that yeah. sucks yeah for sure that's a dead goose. That's a dead goose. I'll kill every goose I Brother, see. Then that's I will avenge goose. myself on every Canada goose. <laughs> I don't Take care if home. they're. I don't care if they're protected. The, the thing is, if you kill it, ODNR can come for me. <laughs> you have to take it home and cook it. You Apparently, can. they're very bad. They don't taste good. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I had a friend who hunted geese, um, and he said the best way to do it was like to put them in a pressure cooker and just like cook them to keep all the juices in. Oh. Yeah. Goose meat is not good, apparently. Okay. Don't know. Never had it. Never really want to eat a goose. What are we talking about? <laughs> Fairies, wrought iron, geese. <laughs> Somehow was a to Z. Trail here. Uh, Fairies are afraid of geese. So, yeah. So, my. Okay. Oh, yeah. My thing was it's a fairy. Lyrically, yeah. It's a fairy. So, Did you have um, another read? 
No, just the girl. That's a fairy. The, so, the the, the, the fairy. so the partner. So the partner slowly seeing through the fairy's sure, glamour. Sure, sure, sure. glamour. Yeah. This song. We got ourselves another Bluebeard situation here. <laughs> I'm sorry. Is that a reference? <laughs> to Bluebeard. We talked about Bluebeard before. Oh, we did. I remember that. Definitely. I edit these and then definitely listen to them. Most definitely. <laughs> um, lyrically, this song has fucking problems. And I'm not talking about problems in the narrative. I'm talking about fucking structural problems with the lyrics. Such as? Such as... So we're comparing a partner or a love interest to a piece of aluminum, right? Mm -hmm. And then we compare the aluminum to silver. Like, we have too many parts in this metaphor. You're like aluminum, and that aluminum is like silver. Yeah, it shines like silver. You can shine like silver all you want, but you're just aluminum. Yeah, I didn't have a problem with that. Except... That it's not like silver. It isn't. It's so aluminum. the partner is like silver, except they're not like silver, except the partner is like aluminum. Well, it's like you look at aluminum from a distance and it shines and it looks like silver. But as you get close, you're like, wait, this isn't silver at all. It's sure. aluminum. Except also we use silver to represent second best, an upcoming song from this album usually. Uh... So it has a, a connotation to us that's already there, right? Silver is supposed to be good, but we have a... a... So you would, what about if this song was about gold and they just talked about pyrite you can shine like diamond all you want you can shine but i, well, I understand but like, that aluminum doesn't look like diamonds yeah yeah you so can they shine call, like they would call the song pyrite uh, you, yeah but <laughs> you're just aluminum iron pyrite i guess it's not it's yeah, not as not as relatable correct which is big but then also the fucking so just below where you shine you burn right does aluminum do that too or have we abandoned yeah, aluminum. the metaphor Famous for catching on fire <laughs> right? no, randomly. No, it's not. You put aluminum over things that you put in the oven. Well, I think that that's more of a that's he's he's riffing off the shine, right? But every visible way you shine, stars. He's so shining stars, yes, impossible to malign. That's what I'm saying. Then you shine, you burn. He's yeah. going down in this metaphor like rabbit hole. Like you're like aluminum. Aluminum is like stars. Well, stars burn. He so doesn't like, compare. He doesn't compare fuck? you to aluminum in that. He doesn't compare you to aluminum until the chorus comes in. Okay, but on re-listen, we understand from the beginning that he's comparing them to aluminum. He's just using a lot of different metaphors, right? <laughs> I mean, when, I, when you write something, you're not just going to use the same metaphor over no, and over but, again. but he's not. But I'm saying he's comparing the person to aluminum, and then he's comparing the aluminum to a star, and then he's saying that stars burn, <laughs> which sucks. Like, we're too many metaphors down at this I, point. I don't know. I didn't think it was that bad. And then he says, aluminum, you illuminating just what you want to show. Just what you want to show you That's not what aluminum does. <laughs> it's shiny. No, okay, that's fine. But it doesn't illuminate. So what, the person holding it illuminates. But then he could have just said like, he's abandoned the context I don't for know, this metaphor. I don't know if you know this, Saker, but like people contain multitudes. So you can be like aluminum. You can also be like a star. In this song, the conceit of this song, which is called aluminum right but it's about how the person is like aluminum in all these different ways it's about how the person doesn't show their like true self to others but the whole and you can use multiple metaphors to get at that I that's the theme I of the understand. song i don't think you do but here i'm I, we've I've, I've i've abandoned the pretense of down the rabbit hole of context okay and now i'm saying that they've abandoned the pretext of their whole <laughs> aluminum thing illuminating just what you want to show 
jumping straight in with, you'd never rust, but I'd never know. So we're still comparing the prism to aluminum. Aluminum doesn't <laughs> illuminate. <laughs> it sounds like an edge. It's pretty shiny, though. Are you though. getting confused because aluminum and illuminate sound alike? It's pretty shiny. It'll reflect light. Yeah. Not like silver, though. Like, you're not going to make a mirror out of aluminum. You're right. Aluminum, in fact, sucks for this. Aluminum's great. Context. For this metaphor. I don't know. I illuminating think it, what it wants to show. Well, for that specific yeah. line, yes. Okay. But I think that <laughs> refers back to the star. <laughs> sure. This song should be so called aluminum, parentheses, and, and a star. <laughs> you just can't reconcile multiple metaphors in your head. Why will he never know that aluminum doesn't rust? Why will he never know that? Yeah, you'd never rust, but I'd never know. So you'd never rust, but I'd never know. You'd or is he talking about the person again? I have no fucking idea. <laughs> Neither that do line, I. That line I just put what t- WTF next to. <laughs> Why can't he trust it? You can't be trusted. I can't let go. This song raises a Yeah, that's another one where I just questions. put, what is this? <laughs> it raises so many more questions than it answers. And I, the more I listen to this song, the angrier I got at this song. <laughs> I didn't hate this song as much as you did. I like, now I'm put in the unenviable position of having to defend it. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, this is an okay song. I didn't really like it, but <sighs> I disliked next week's song more. How is the pronunciation germane to and not it's not that is 100 percent ed that is 100 percent ed going like oh this would be fun to do yes. aluminum to me maybe uh the person he's dating is from britain yeah i mean if we're gonna stretch we might as well i mean if they're a fairy then they're probably from like europe <laughs> so they probably say aluminium <laughs> yeah it just Every okay, and then we jump into the bridge, which fine. We're talking about a woman and or a, a partner, a love interest, and not aluminum anymore. But we're still like, and I, it sucks. Maybe it's like a never meet your heroes sort of thing, like where you like worship somebody from afar, but as you get close, you realize the shine is just aluminum, and they're not the star that you think they were. Sure. So, but every time you're near, I forget. Forget. Because they're a fairy and they're enchanting. Okay. You. <laughs> it only makes sense if you're a fairy, right? <laughs> you. Are like a fairy, which is like aluminum, aluminum which, which is, is like, like a, a star. star. <laughs> that's the sort of stuff that that's fairy logic. You know what? Fairies are pretty lightweight. Yeah, they fly and they fact. float. <laughs> I love you're so lightweight. How can you survive? You're so lightweight. How can you survive? Yeah, I mean, aluminum I've never isn't. Seen aluminum isn't working metal. Like it's a it's a useful metal, but it's not like it's not gonna it's not like steel, right? It's not gonna stand up to hard use, right? So you can you make a lot of shit out of aluminum, but you don't make something you want to like. You're not gonna make like I guess you would make some car parts out of aluminum, but you're not gonna make like an engine block out of aluminum, right? I think. And he's talking, but I'm not a metallurgist <laughs> or an engineer, so he's, I don't know. He's talking specifically about aluminum here, right? Is he talking about the woman? How she's lightweight, meaning well, aluminum is well. The thing is, like, I think he's saying like. His partner may have good qualities of in and of themselves, but he'll never know because they'll never show him anything beyond the oh, external stuff. Jumping back to the you'd never rust, but I'd I never know. Drew the <laughs> Unenviable position. I'm a, I'm, I'm, aluminum's way better than silver. Like, it's lightweight, flexible. Like, but it doesn't rust or tarnish. It's strong. Like, but they're saying silver's better. You can shine like silver, but I know you're just aluminum. Right. I mean, the, King Christian uh, the 10th of Denmark's <laughs> crown was made of aluminum. He did some research for this song. Oh, I, I knew that uh, I knew that the, the Danish crown. Oh, was, you did? Was, yeah, I knew that like in the 
like 1850s aluminum was worth more than gold per ounce. Oh, weird. Because it's hard to get out of the earth. Like it, you have to get bauxite, and then you have to like the 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 way to get it is like you have it takes a lot of like time and electricity and things like that. So yeah. it was really hard to harvest. So it was like, look at this aluminum. It's worth more than gold. And then they found like in the 1860s they found an easy way to get it. Oh, and I it see. became worthless. <laughs> and um, I remember like they had aluminum back in like uh like early common era. Like I remember Emperor Tiberius. Um, one of his goldsmiths presented him this breastplate that was presumably made of aluminum because it was like this lightweight metal that's like silvery. And, he lo- and then Emperor Tiberius like looked and he's like, well, this is pretty amazing. It's not really that strong. He's like, oh, it's a ceremonial breastplate. You'll be fine. And Emperor Tiberius is like, bury this breastplate, kill the goldsmith. So Holy shit. He killed him because he was afraid that aluminum was going to be so valuable that it would devalue all of Rome's oh gold and silver currency. Wow. So he executed the goldsmith and then nobody ever found out how to make aluminum for another 2,000 years. Holy fuck. Or 1,800 years. That's buck wild. Yeah. Amazing. Um, yeah, I just, there were so many parts. I'm sorry to get us on track. Oh, yeah. The, <laughs> I feel bad. The, when the Washington Monument was made, since I just went to D.C., it's capstone. The, the top of the pyramid was aluminum. Damn. Mm-hmm. Did you come prepped with these facts? Uh, I remember reading gonna... that in Washington, D.C. when okay, I looked at the it, Washington Monument last week. <laughs> uh, how do you make... Is aluminum made from recycled metals? What? Well, because it, he says recycling moments from others' lives. Life, recycling moments from others' lives. Not... I think aluminum is like a commonly recycled metal. Okay. So that, I don't, that I don't think aluminum isn't made from recycled metals. You can get aluminum from the earth, but like... I don't know. So now we're off track again. What percentage of aluminum is recycled? So what does aluminum have to do with recycling moments from others' lives, I guess? I think he's just playing off the fact that we recycle aluminum cans. Yeah. Oh, oh, sure, sure. It's a pretty pretty common cultural touchstone for everybody in North America. I just, yeah, I... I didn't understand. I I, I understand we have a person who is bad for the singer in some way, but how? What what are the specific... Like, just like, you leave regrets because you're... You you you're lightweight because you don't have any stories of your own. You just recycle other people's lives. Yeah, Are they? Boring? I feel like I feel like again. I think that this is this is tying into what you were saying. Like I feel like he's pulling in a lot of threads here, and they're not really tied up. Like this is another meditation on fame, maybe. Oh boy, I hope not. Fuck this. Like bullshit. he's he's. I mean, that's where he's writing from, though, for this album. It seems like, and the last two albums, the yeah. last three albums, <laughs> ever since the yeah maroon. Like because I mean, he's saying like I mean like dating someone who's a a star, right? Like, so if someone were to date Ed, we'll say. Wait, a literal star? <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Uh, <laughs> I, I, lost, I lost everything. No! When you're near, I forget everything. Yeah, I'm done. <laughs> I'm sorry, Ev. Um, I didn't mean to. Um, 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 um. I upset you, buddy. I'm sorry. No, I'm not upset. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just tired. <laughs> just so tired. I thought the lyric, every time you're here, I forget everything. Every One of the worst lyrics I've ever heard the Bernie Ladies So imagine do. the person, imagine this is from the perspective of uh, someone who is dating one of their heroes, like a star, like a, mm. a, a rock star or mm. something. So they've built up this, this like Kevin Hearn like persona in their head, how this person's <laughs> going to be. And uh, like, have you ever been with one of those people that's like so charismatic that like when they talk to you, it's like there's like a spotlight on you, like you feel like sort of better than yourself sure. and that sort of stuff. I mean, and I feel like it's like dating somebody who's super charismatic but ultimately has no substance. Sure. 
That's my only guess. Sure, sure, And I think that Ed is like framing himself as that a little bit. Like, oh, he's drawing from an experience, right? Where he's saying like, all my fans come up and they want to like meet me and talk to me and shit like that, but they don't know who I really am. Yeah. That sort of stuff. And I think that's like something, that's like a go-to thing for Ed where Steve is like, you know, I'm really a shitty person. Ed's like, I'm also a shitty person, but you know, you can't really see the real me. I'm just lightweight. Like there's no substance to me. Wow, I did. I Would anybody did... hear me if I was a star of aluminum? Oh shit! Would anybody <laughs> clear me if I was full I of I, your mum? I did not even think that this could be a meditation on him. I thought it was definitely he was singing about a past relationship or someone that he loved and lost or something. But possibly that too. But no, I, I, I when you say that, I, I could see this. He's playing a character who is looking at himself as mm-hmm. Ed or or as Steve. Or just a rock star. And or I, just I, a rock star. Like I said, I think there's a lot of threads that kind of tie up, but don't really. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's, I, I wish we had, I mean, I, I very often argue for specificity in these songs, but mm-hmm. I feel like this one, I don't understand the metaphor. I don't understand the people. I don't understand what's happening, why the person is bad for the other person. I just feel like it's so general that i was i get lost. it i get it i was just thinking of like those comments where like on the youtube or like amazon like amazon reviews was like i didn't get it it sucks <laughs> like so like one star and it's like yeah okay um did you know live there's an extra verse to this song oh great yeah does it does it clarify anything yes okay it's three lines this song is about this stuff <laughs> i mean a little bit why should it come as a big surprise it's just an element of disguise. Uh. Even your emotions are anodized. Why should it come as a big surprise? It's just an element of disguise. Even your emotions are anodized. Jeebus. <laughs> This verse kind of makes sense to me. They're they're protecting themselves by putting up a shield, this mm-hmm. anodization, I guess. This is a good metaphor. Yeah. All the a... other verses are a bad metaphor. You just want you just want this whole song to be about aluminum's chemical properties. Oh, it's just weird because they say, check it out, aluminum. And they go, Hey, you as a person shine and hey, you burn. And all... you're like, what the fuck? Okay, so aluminum, all metal comes from meteors and things like that like everything comes from stars originally so we are all stars and as the meteor becomes a meteoroid and gets into the atmosphere it burns and then it impacts the earth and maybe kills a dinosaur yes so they should have used a dinosaur metaphor (laughs) i kind of like that they could have used the dinosaur metaphor you're like a velociraptor you should never should have abandoned her but your child Here's like an egg. Here's what's Dinosaurs wild. come from eggs. <laughs> Dinosaurs have lots of legs, like you do. Your legs, I'll never forget that night when we met. So it just goes on Shit, like Shit, you're good. You were just scatting. Give me one. I want to do, give me a subject to, to make this song about. <laughs> okay, so aluminum is to stars is to, uh, let's say... The water cycle. <laughs> oh, okay, we're doing geology, uh, c- clouds, cu- clouds. Cu- cumulus clouds. <laughs> uh... You're so lightweight. How can you survive? Fuck no. <laughs> um, you are so fluffy. Do not leave me scruffy. Fuck. Uh, no, I can't do it. <laughs> I can't I like, do it. Uh, I'm sorry to see you in such pain. Your tears come down like a soft autumn rain. Sure. That's good. Damn, you're good. Enjoy the humor. I know I can see. When I look up, I see all the clouds up above. But I know that what I'm looking at isn't true love. 
Damn. It's like you're a writer. I'm not a poet. <laughs> Actually, I just found You've out- You've written you... poetry. No, never. Really? I've written like haikus. Okay. But never like a poem. You just found out what? I didn't find this out, but like most poetry doesn't rhyme. I was like working <laughs> under the, I was working under the assumption that like poetry, like there was some like meter and rhythm to it and things like no. that. And yeah. I'm sure there are, there are lots of that, but like I went to a poetry reading with a good friend of the pod <laughs> and there was not a single rhyming poem. Like they read like 50 poems and not a single one of them rhymed. And yeah. I'm like, okay. <laughs> you and just... there were some good, I, I realized I can tell good poetry from bad too. Cause normally I just ignore poetry right. for the most part. Cause I'm not really a fan, but you just wanted some like Dr. Seuss, like, I once saw a cat. The cat was wearing a hat. <laughs> no, I don't want that. <laughs> I know, but it's more fun. I just when like it runs. I like the cleverness of poet, like working within constraints. Sure, sure, sure. And I think that that's what that's one of the things that attracts me to poetry. That is like you've got these like yeah. linguistic and like grammatical and yes. you know like rhyming constraints that you work within to make something beautiful. Yeah. Whereas if you just do free verse, like you're just working on themes and stuff. It's just a story without yeah. a theme or maybe even a character. But, you know, I guess you can have those too. And I, the, line be- poem. the line between poetry and like short fiction is getting blurrier and blurrier for me because a lot of the poems I listened to were just stories, yeah. like bits of stories. Hmm. Interesting. So I don't know. But there were some really good poems there, about three of them. Speaking of really good poems, let me say one more thing about this good verse. Mm-hmm. This is the most wild thing. You still have to finish the water cycle. Uh, oh, shit. Comparison. I'll do that later. Uh, Oh man, I have something in my pocket. I can't wait to show it to you after this episode. <laughs> I knew um, you were, I don't know why, but I knew you were going to go there. <laughs> um, it's in the demo. Mm-hmm. And when they do this song live, they do it. Hmm. So the only version it's not in is the album version. Like, we need to cut out 20 seconds on this song. Why? Did Ron Anello do him dirty? Did he like <laughs> boop, snip, snip, just like cut out a verse in the song? I don't know. It's just, it, that's wild to me that that's the only place it's cut out. I could see like Steve being like, we're leaning really heavy on the aluminum metaphor. How about we, you know, throw in some other metaphors? Yeah. Yeah. I, oh, I, yeah. I could see that. And then they'll just throw in five or 10 more. Um, listen to any of the versions of it, Ev? No. Okay. <laughs> Bathroom sessions, boring, sucked. The demo has the most terrifying intro to it. That I have ever yeah. fucking heard. Did you listen to the demo? Is it just Saker's face? It's <laughs> yeah, just your face? It's my audio face. Um, <laughs> what do you think your face sounds like? <laughs> sounds like the words that come out no, of it. No, no. Not your mouth. Your face. Mm, that's a good question. Um, I feel like it's a high-pitched whine. <laughs> really? Like one of those like... Wee. How would I hear my face? You wouldn't. Okay. Other people would. But... If it made a noise, what noise would it make? A high pitched whine, and then you, like it's a close up on your face, and your face starts slowly vibrate, like like vibrating sure. very slightly, and then it vibrates more and more and more and more and more until Look at your face head explodes. What does my face sound like? Your face sounds like, um, like a, like there was a machine that was meant to do something, but then humans <laughs> abandoned it, but it still runs. <laughs> so it's a, it's rhythmic and it's rusty. <laughs> okay okay i just i want to play i'm I'm gonna cut this i want to play the intro of of the demo for you (laughs) yeah that was wild yeah that's a that's an odd intro (laughs) yeah like it starts off with like the submarine like ping sonar ping yeah. and then it just is like some 
random unsustained chords. So weird. So weird. Yeah. Um, the drums are more stuttery and sort of army-esque in the demo. Mm-hmm. Um, it's mostly the same. The acoustic in-studio version, which is a bonus track on mm-hmm. Everything to Everyone, it's got like a sweet little dreamy intro from Kev. All the different versions of the song have a different like dreamy, weird mm-hmm. intro. And then it always has to be like, Kev pulling them back from the edge because uh-huh. he has to start the because if he didn't they would forever just be like a jam band we're trapped like, we're yeah. trapped <laughs> Kev help us bring everyone's just like all of them are playing their instruments and like they, you can see them they're just playing but their eyes are horrified and they're just looking over at Kev and Kev's just sitting there with his arms crossed on the piano like just grinning <laughs> yeah I have the power just I feel like they hit this song so hard like they i feel like they felt this song was going to be a hit because there's a live version of it an acoustic version of it uh, a demo version of it a bathroom sessions of it it's like a song they put out there you know what i mean like why why did they think this was going to be because it's boring because it's a four four like song i don't know like i think that you know as as a artist you don't necessarily know which of your work the public is going to pick up and i think they thought that this might have been that and it wasn't no because I've never heard of it again. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Just like aluminum, which I don't believe exists. <laughs> yeah. Uh Ev, anything else to say about this song? I mean, it's like an anime. What anime is it like? Well, of course, it would be Oh wait, hold on. We have to give the conceit. Of course, because every song for this album is about a nineties anime. Steve, we know, is a professional anime hate watcher. watcher yep. Uh despise anime. And this is about the ninety seven, ninety eight series Berserk. Oh, you mean uh, Kentaro Miura's Berserk? I do indeed. Oh, yeah. I'd like to drop some uh, quick warning. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, Berserk is not a very... I don't, don't want to... Like, it's not... It's just... It's got some themes. It's got some really rough se- themes. Yeah. So you might want to like skip ahead. You hit that 30 second, second ahead button. Because it's got some... It's got some yeah, trigger warnings for rape and uh, yeah. incest and that sort of stuff. Uh, Berserk is uh, like a fantasy it's like very D medieval european sort of setting uh, it's a ma- literal retelling of the war of the roses what's the war of the roses the, oh the hundred year war that's what i meant the tutors and the uh, oh yeah so mid- the tutors are the tutors it is a literal retelling of it not a literal retelling i was gonna say because there's some shit that happened yeah yeah <laughs> I, mean, I meant it's a it's a it's a play on the war of the roses okay got it got it got it the, the, the uh, hundred year war i meant to say sorry the main character is guts who is Guts. a mercenary and a swordsman. He carries a uh, generic uh, giant anime sword, very cloud-esque. He's got a crossbow arm. Yes, uh, eventually he mm-hmm. has a crossbow arm. Um, and he joins a, uh, a group of people called the Band of the Hawk, led by a man named Griffin, uh, who is... That's Griffith. Or Griffith, excuse me. As you can tell, I didn't write this intro. Uh, he's this sort of, uh, at first, kind of... Uh, 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 unobtrusive but he's very power hungry we find out mm-hmm. uh and it kind of uh is centered around his interactions with the band of the hawk uh as they move forward and his um uh, uh sort of the love triangle that develops between he griffith and casca who's uh sort of uh, both of them kind but of fall in love well i think they're both in love like both griffith and casca are in love with guts <laughs> Yeah, in their way. But Griffith is also kind of in love with Casca, and it, mm-hmm. it's very much a love triangle. It's a real love triangle. Yeah, yeah. Not where yeah, like yeah. two guys are in love with one girl. Yes, so they're all in love with each other. Well, actually, Guts is yeah, Guts is kind of in love with Griffith because he keeps coming fucking back. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, so tell me about uh, tell me about the Berserk and how well, it's like. You missed the song. part that uh, Guts was born from a hanged corpse. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah, he was. <laughs> is rescu- that in the anime? He was rescued from a hanged corpse 
by his adopted mother, who then died of the plague. Wait. He, so he, he's, went, he's gone through two mothers. He hung himself. No, no. His mother was hanged while pregnant. Oh, Jesus Christ. And yeah, then his father blamed him for the death of his mother and then sold him to a mercenary blamed rapist. Blamed unborn baby? No, no, no. The death of the, <laughs> oh, his foster the mother, mother in the plague. Okay. Gambino is his name. Okay. <laughs> Ch- not childish Gambino, that's for sure. And then sells him to a mercenary rapist. Wow. Yeah, it's Jesus terrible. fucking Christ. I, I... And then, uh, oh yeah, also Griffith gets raped as a kid too. Yeah. You know, because that's what we're doing here, I guess. Sure, absolutely. That's what this episode, that's what this anime is about. Like, it's one of those things where it's like, you really like parts of something. Like I like like the power building, like darkly textured political drama of the of the of Griffith's ambition. But then they have to throw in like, it's like you make a pizza, a delicious pizza. Like Gambino makes you a pizza, and then he like just throws a bunch of like broken glass on it, like yeah. nails and stuff. Like I don't want. It doesn't need. You don't need to have like this stuff in it. Like yeah. you can have you can traumatize characters without having them rape or be raped. Yeah, and I I feel like in the '90s that was like the golden age for. Rape dark yeah. edge lord sort of like we had yeah. the rob liefeld in america mm-hmm. and telling dark stories about like happy characters and like well, yeah i mean because ostensibly the 90s were like post-racial post like it's equality right mm-hmm. like so so we can tell these yeah yeah we've we like, have we, nowhere we, to go well, actually i should say never mind that's like the obama presidency where we're like yeah we're all post-racial sort of stuff but anyway and, not, not and not just rape but mm-hmm. this series is graphically violent yes um yeah boy am i excited to hear how it relates to Illumina. <laughs> well i'm just gonna set that all on the side okay like oh, the, tell graphic, me more about the graphic Berserk, violence and uh basically it just uh this is guts talking about griffith and griffith talking about guts and both of them talking this is the love triangle basically okay so when we meet griffith at first uh he is like almost angelic like mm-hmm. in his like charisma his like uh just just he i mean he's he's perfect he's perfection like he beats guts one-on-one in a, in a sword duel and no one's ever beaten guts before yeah you can't beat guts sure <laughs> and then uh so guts decides serves him and like runs up through the ranks and like kind of falls in love with griffith and griffith kind of falls in love with guts too and then comes casca to ruin everything is and that both... is that text or subtext i think I... it's subtext okay cause I, it's because it's so long since i've seen it because when because um so anyway griffith is ambitious and sort of like that and so as guts finds out more about griffith he realizes that that you know this guy isn't what he thought he was doing, and as Griffith like does more and more to achieve his goals of ruling a kingdom, right? He sort of like wallows in like he assassinates people, he like uh, betrays people who trust him, like he uses people that sort of stuff, and guts sure. guts sees this and sort of realizes that Griffith isn't silver, he's aluminum, right? He isn't a star, he is a meteor that fell to Earth full of aluminum that killed the dinosaurs and their eggs. Mm-hmm. So um, so basically like. And then Griffith sort of, uh, and then Owen Guts leaves. Griffith sort of falls apart. Like he like shits the bed. Like he's got all these plans and stuff. And then Guts overhears Griffith say like, oh yeah, I could never love anybody who didn't have their own thing, who didn't have like an ambition of themselves. And Guts to the, up to that point had been, his ambition was to like be Griffith's friend. Right. And he's like, oh shit, I need to get my own ambition. So I'm going to go leave. And then when he leaves, Griffith's like, oh fuck, <laughs> I don't know what to do now that I don't have my guts. Yeah. And then like, the, what? that's what you get when you confuse your stomach with your heart. Yeah. Like you, <laughs> like he falls apart and like gets caught like romancing the princess and is put in jail and tortured forever. Yeah. Like he's tortured for like years. Yeah. And then he comes out mute and like unable to talk and then becomes a demon prince and rapes everybody. Yeah. It's, it's a great show. And a horrifying highly, sequence. Highly recommended not to watch this, yeah. everyone. But um, like, I don't know. It, it, it is, it's hard to put aside parts of things, but man, you're right. I, I really loved the show 
uh, parts of the show. Yeah. I mean, you can love parts of a parts of a medium or yeah. parts of a, a an IP. Yep. Too much rape, though. Yeah. I yeah. will I'd say. Like to, I'd like to see like an updated version of that that is more sort of focused on the relationship and less on like I don't know Nosferatu Zod. Like, sure. And to think telling of, that Griffith has a oh you forgot that Griffith has a magical amulet that can turn him into a demon on the night of the, full moon. What egg of the king or something? It's yeah. the Behalit. Yeah, the Behalit. Yeah. Um, and also, yeah, it is very, very, very lazy that rape is the main traumatizing storytelling device. It's it's everyone's like backstory in, mm-hmm. Berserk, in Berserk, which is yeah. like fucking gross and weird. And and if it's not your backstory, then it's, it's gonna... your it's it's, gonna, it's your it's your pro, <laughs> oh. it's your destiny. Jesus, right? Fuck. And that's it's, I, I don't know. It's like um, if you're uh, don't ever read it, but the darkness that comes before is a really awesome fantasy retelling of like the Crusades, and they work in they they the the author R. Scott Backer deconstructs like uh fantasy tropes in the hobbit and retells like the it's i think it's the third or fourth crusade from a fantasy setting but there's just so much rape and like sexual deviancy in the and i say sexual deviancy not like you know s&m stuff that is perfectly fine but like really like like cutting people and then having sex with like the the wound sort of stuff like stuff that is deviant i'm gonna say that's that's probably never okay yeah you shouldn't ever do that, even among consenting adults. That doesn't seem healthy. Among consenting adults? That does not seem healthy. But if you, if, if my consent is for you to fuck my wound, then even if it's not healthy, people smoke. I'm sorry, big government. <laughs> I, yeah, need to help I, don't me. I just, I'm going to... Did we just I, have a conversation about binge drinking? I feel like there's a bright line test, and I feel like that's on the other side <laughs> of the line. For yeah, okay. for me, for me. No, I, don't, I feel like you know, if somebody know. wants to cut off my wiener and cook it up, and that, both of you want to eat two it. consenting adults I, there's like there's a point where government needs to like intercede to like protect your health and well-being i think and where like it, protect you from yourself sure. sort of and thing. that line falls that for me that is stabbing someone <laughs> then having sex with, them, with stabbing them okay fine. but it's non-consensual in the book is what i'm okay, saying well, yeah, that's, no they're uh, not consenting now that is a problem yeah I okay will agree. okay, okay. <laughs> so so like uh yeah so it's a great book but I just want I wish that all of that stuff was out of there and I don't feel like the rape is ne- necessary in Berserk either. Right. Like you again I hate to, coming from a hanged corpse being raised by a stepfather and a step uh, having your stepmother die and having a stepfather who hates you and tries to kill you <laughs> and then enough. sells you into mercenary <laughs> yeah. you can come out pretty traumatized <laughs> yeah. from that without having to also be raped. Sure. Yeah. I don't know. I just uh, and uh, it feels bad to say this but I mean there's a lack of creativity too. I mean, like he couldn't think of any other ways to make people. Well, he'd already done it. I don't know why you need, it's like a hat on a hat. Yeah. 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 No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. 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 That's true. Know. He did think of other ways. He just threw it in. Yeah. It's like, yeah, a little bit of uh, a little bit of yeah, salt. And, uh, and Griffith is raised by a pederastic noble. Fuck that so, yeah. shit. That sucks. Yeah. All of them are fundamentally broken. Like I don't take offense to fundamentally broken people trying to like, function in a society that itself is fundamentally broken yeah but i think that there are better ways to handle it. and again i'm i'm blaming like i'm i'm shitting on this thing that came back it came out in the night like the late yeah. 90s like and it was a different time there but that doesn't excuse it no right and it's a it's a good anime i just think that it needs to be fixed yeah <laughs> i okay. want to see an updated version that doesn't have this hashtag fix berserk they but did do an anyway. updated version yeah and it wasn't very good okay i didn't watch that one yeah, it was kind of boring i just saw the 90s one that has a fucking great theme song friend of the show dylan welch showed me the updated oh. version and it 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 just focused on like the violence and cut out like the politicking and things like that. That sucks. Yeah, <laughs> that's what you the, would find the, interesting. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh well. Um, F, I think it's about time we rate this song. Great. As everyone knows, we rate the song on a scale of bare naked to fully clothed. The more clothes the song is wearing, the worse it is. The more naked it is, the colder and better it 
is. So, Evan, on a scale of bare naked to fully clothed, where would you put this song? When I worked at a summer camp, I managed uh, a counselor and training program. And one of the things we had to do, because they would stay for two weeks, so we had to entertain them on the weekends when there were no campers there. Oh, entertain the counselors. Entertain the, count- okay. the, the counselors in like, training. Do little dances? No, or? like take them out and do stuff. Okay. And it was always irritating when trying to think of what to do. And one of the things we did was called thrift shop bowling. And you would go to, you would give them each $15. They would go to a thrift store. They would dress, buy whatever they want and dress up in crazily and then go to a bowling alley and just be weirdos That's at fun. the bowling alley. Yeah. It's a fun thing for like tweens and early teens to do on yeah. a weekend that isn't, you know, dangerous or violent or anything like that so um this is me this is me as a young evan a young evan this is me in grade nine Uh no i I wouldn't have been a counselor (laughs) training in grade nine so like i'm I'm like 14 15 Uh, i'm going in i got my 20 dollars burning a hole in my pocket i'm like going into a thrift store i'm like ooh, 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 and this is 90s evan too so he has no sense of style he's like i'm gonna buy this t-shirt that has uh kanji on it because i like japan so it's two sizes too small so i put it on (laughs) oh i'm gonna buy these uh i'm gonna buy this corduroy blazer because it looks real like that's funny like a teacher that i yeah it's it's hilarious i can't wait put on the corduroy blazer Ooh, i'm gonna get these slacks these pleated slacks because it's the 90s pleats uh not on slacks (laughs) boy they don't look good so they like they puff out like a like riding pants like ooh, ooh. Ooh, I'm gonna get these pair of like shoes that are like three sizes too big for me because uh, my, my or size 13s, which is like a hard size to find because it's either too small or too big. So I go too big. It's like these big old shoes. Where these socks that have like uh, like Santa Claus's face on them. Like look at me, look at me. I buy these glasses that have like yellow frames, and I buy this like deer stalker cap with like the things you that got go. A lot for 15 bucks. It's 90s 90s in the thrift store. You could get like That's shirts true. and stuff for. I mean, you, get, you can still get stuff real yeah. cheap. Yeah. So I'm going I'm going for the bargain bin, buddy. And I get like a Mearsham, an old like cracked old pipe and i put it in the thing i'm like here i go i can't wait to go to bowling and i clomp out to the fucking van and this stuff and here i am wearing all these clothes that don't match like they probably work in an ensemble on their own but they don't work in my ensemble that's this rating yeah okay all right interesting so a mishmash of clothes and you're headed to a bowling alley yep and i'm pretty pretty solidly clothed does does except for um i couldn't i couldn't quite afford the pants so i'm just wearing like i'm wearing like a really short cut off pair of pants because there's, there's but they some... would sell you like half the pants for half the price yeah, yeah. Okay. Like, we can give you one leg <laughs> so i have one leg of the pants and then my other leg is fully bare because there sure. i mean there are some there are some commendable things about this song but i say overall this is pretty clothed yeah um does the fun factor into it? Because you're having a fun time while you're thrift shopping. Yeah, I feel like they enjoyed making the song and they obviously enjoy oh, so the song. So not fun for you, fun for them. Okay, yeah. got it. Uh, mine is... Uh, Somebody probably loved these clothes back in the day. Probably. Just like they all loved the individual parts of the song that came together and became not really that good. The year is 2046. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the date? The year is 20XT6. October 31st. <gasps> um, and... Pumpkin it's scream me in the dead of night on Halloween, and my are friend, you at my house, Jeremiah? No, I'm at my house, and Jeremiah is going to meet me at my house. Am I going to be dead by 2046? And you're not going to come hang out at my house, buddy? You're going to be dead by 2021. <laughs> I hate to tell you this, but <laughs> dead by dawn. Um, and uh, so Jeremiah is supposed to come over because we're going to go out to Chipotle because Chipotle on Halloween has a buy one get one if. They let if you let them put candy corn in your burrito. <laughs> no, this is real. God, that would be amazing. If you uh, if you wear aluminum, so all you have to do is w- like wear a little tinfoil hat or like a scarf of aluminum. But like because they wrap their burritos in aluminum. Yes, okay. that's the whole idea. Uh, so I come over and uh, or I I'm, I'm there. Jeremiah, I hear a knock at the door. I open it up and it's I, Jeremiah. I have made for myself 
Uh, I'm wearing, you know, a t-shirt and jeans and, uh, I have uh, aluminum power bands like Space Ghost. And wrap and yourself like what, a burrito. That's what I'm going to go as. Braces. But I open the door and Jeremiah, head to fucking toe, is just covered in aluminum. And he's got two holes poked out for his eyes. And I say, Jesus, fuck, can you even breathe in there, man? And he waddles in like he can't move his legs anymore because they are just wrapped in aluminum. And I say, dude... You can just you can you can just wear a little bit of aluminum. That's fine. You don't have to wear like a whole thing. And I hear him say like, and I can't understand him, but it sounds panicked. And I'm like, shit, dude, we gotta we gotta get you out of of this because you're. I don't even know if you can breathe. How did you drive here like this? This is insane. And so I start peeling off the aluminum. I started his I started his head, and I'm I'm peeling off the aluminum. And I I feel like I'm pulling and pulling and pulling and pulling, and then I'm like lost in this like. This, this, it's hypnotic. I just keep pulling and it keeps coming off. And then eventually I come to my senses and I realize that two eyeballs have fallen to the ground. <laughs> there was never a Jeremiah. It, this song is made of clothes. I don't have any friends. <laughs> this song this is, is the worst song you've ever heard. 100% aluminum. This is the worst BNL song this so far for you. might be just... It's the prolonged fart of BNL songs. I hated this song. Oh, wow. I thought it was not just meaningless, but offensively... Un. This is your A. Inspired. This is my A. Yeah. A. You're an asshole like this song. This is this A. Is your, uh, this is your box set. The worst. This is song. <laughs> uh, yeah. This song sucked ass. I hate it. Um, so I don't know where it's gonna go on the resequence. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, yeah. Okay. Song. It plops or slops. This one slops. This one slops as hell. That's like where you take a shit in the toilet. You hit <laughs> shit so hard that the toilet comes. The, the shit comes out of the toilet bowl. That's a slop. And you realize that a plopper. Hit. A plopper is a good, solid. Nice. Yes. Plop. And then a slop. Slop is usually somebody peed in there before you, and you didn't realize it. So you just slop. You get pee all over your oh, ass. Oh, gross. We'll be right back with more. It's all been done. A Bare Naked Ladies podcast. Let me get all my slurps in. One slurp. Two slurps. Three slurps. Four. Supposed to be your slurp coach. Okay. So one slurp. Two slurps. Just two? Okay. Uh, okay, I'm all ready. Well, this is the, oh, this is the Mershi? I'm sure people are going to love your slurping on the Mershi. Oh, man, that's really rough. It's a little rough. It's a tough way to we don't We don't really proc too much misophonia on this cast, do we? I hope not. I hope not, too. Actually, no, I hope not. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to... I, I mean, I don't think I'd be upset if our podcast maybe offended a few people but i don't want to up like uh, upset a few people but i don't want to offend anyone like make anyone seriously angry at us what's the difference between being upset you can be upset without being offended correct so what would people be upset by in our podcast that uh, we don't talk about very good yeah that we don't talk like <laughs> that our read our read our three one star review <laughs> okay yeah. yeah um yeah okay i could see that but uh but i don't want to like yeah i mean i think offended uh, i don't know because you can be personally offended about stuff but then I don't want to offend anyone like on a cultural or ethnic or like <laughs> religious or any sort of level of that to that regard. Yeah, that well we don't we don't do accents. We've never talked about Chinese architecture. I think we're okay. What, what's what's offensive about Chinese architecture? The, that was the the guy who got kicked off of SNL. He oh boy, never mind. Well, I'll tell you I'll tell you off mic, but <laughs> the real racist guy. Uh, I'm sure. Yeah, it was uh it was a whole thing. Um, I think that's a that's a weird thing about like. Uh, millennial having grown up in like in the internet right where 
I am like an exennial, so if that's even a thing. Right. Where, like I didn't have a digital childhood, so all the stupid shit I said yeah. isn't it's on gone. record. It's gone. Sure. Thank fucking God. Yeah. Right? Like, I mean, I was like a straight edge punk rocker in high school and yeah. I said some dumb ass yeah. stuff. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> and like, I just think about like if Twitter or like Tumblr or any of those things had been a thing back when I was an idiot, like... I could never have a political career. Oh, yeah. I mean, oh. I don't think I said anything racist or... And I'm sure I said sexist stuff, though. Sure. Like, because I just didn't know any better. Right, right. And so, like, I, I feel for people who have, like, assholes dig into their, like, yeah, when you were 12, you oh, said something yeah. sexist. I'm and like, well, yeah, fucking 12-year-old. Of course yeah, you did. Yeah. So I feel some sympathy for that um, and some empathy, too. But uh, at the same time, you know, if the tweet is, like, a year ago... And you're oh, yeah, this was, like... <laughs> yeah the day beforehand <laughs> then yes that is fucked up i'm very thankful for um for facebook's on this day feature mm-hmm. because it will constantly bring out like 11 years ago on this day you said this terrible word that you should not say anymore and i'll be like oh i can scrub this without having to go 10 years backward and oh that's nice yeah i mean it's not what it's intended for like review but, your history but, but. Who, like who Oh, actually, unless you're unless you're like a public figure who's gonna dig into your like Facebook history. That's true. I am very hidden on Facebook. That's not true at all. <laughs> I, mean, I, I put up right. all the the wards that I could. You know, sure. said the said the Mark Zuckerberg's name backwards three times, spun around, <laughs> hung. Can me. you say Mark Zuckerberg's name backwards for me once right now? <laughs> I mean, you've done it before. I just assume it's all queued up and ready to roll. Greg, <laughs> Reb, Greg, Greg, Rub. Grub. Cram. What's is it? Cram is Mark backwards. I like that. Well, <laughs> uh, yeah. Berg is grub, which is pretty grub. good. Zucker is Zucker. Re- Rikas. Rikas. So it's grub, Rikas, Cram. <laughs> I like that. Grub, Rikas, Cram. Uh, you know who else grubs some good Rikas, Cram? That sounds disgusting. It certainly does. It's here. It's queer. It's our history. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> LGB Time Machine is a brand new podcast oh, cool. dedicated to exploring and discussing LGBTQ plus history. Uh, they've got uh, they've got they've got a bunch of episodes out all about uh, the history of LGBT issues. Um, this is what the Orange Groves is all about, and why yes. I'm proud to be part of the network. Yeah, that's that's much nicer than our podcast. Yeah, I mean, like, please stop listening to our podcast right now and go listen to that because I feel like everyone should probably be more educated on LGBTQ plus history, whereas your knowledge of the bare naked ladies probably isn't going to be. Uh, <laughs> relevant ever yeah and they 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 the latest episode is about uh they focus on a different thing each episode this this latest one is about five important lgbtq plus organizations that formed post stonewall oh cool and they cite there's there's 22 sources in their show notes holy shit they're doing a really good job you're doing the lord's work do we need to step up our game (laughs) we really we should cite our source how do you know that stephen page is a time traveler well Let me cite my sources real quick. Um, yeah, so that's LGB Time Machine on the Orange Groves podcast. Yeah, I'm, I'm starting to get imposter syndrome now as you keep listing all these good podcasts. They work at the weird intersection between like, here's important culture, uh, important cultural issues, and here's a podcast about, you know, every one of Brandon and Lady's songs, or a podcast about wrestling. or It's like, what a weird, I love this network. It's very weird. <laughs> Anything can be intersectional, right? And we're back with more. It's all been done. I want you to warn people podcast. about that, like, 
gross humor we were just doing. <laughs> we sure what? We got real gross about that. We did. But we also talked about fucking wounds for a while. Yeah, like, well, we pulled, told people to fast forward through that part. <laughs> Getting pee on your ass? We've done worse. We have. It's time to spin that big old wheel and see what category we are going to do today. Today. The segment is... Hello City! Hey, hey! This track is the theme song for a municipality or state or place. So what city and why? New Jersey. Why? Because it sparkles like New York, but it's just aluminum. Oh, fuck. That is so Also, it's good. where all the New Yorkers dump their garbage. Oh, my God. That's good. Yeah. it's It tries to be New York. I was... Once my partner and I went to New Jersey on a vacation to visit some of her family's the Jersey Shore? Uh, I mean, we're pretty close to Jersey Shore, um, but we were looking. I looked online, like best things to do in New Jersey. And go to New York. It, that was the number one thing. Is <laughs> like go to New York City. <laughs> it was amazing. Well, that's what a lot of people go to. They'll stay in New Jersey and then go to New York. That sucks because it's less expensive, or what? Yeah, yeah, it's way less expensive. Yeah, we were in Hoboken, and it was just like go to. That's the only thing to do here. Like fucking go to I'm New sure York. I'm sure Jersey has a lot. Of, I've never been to New Jersey, but I'm sure it has a lot of things to com- commend itself. NJ listeners out there, we want to hit. We want you to hit us with the hashtag NJ. And okay. NJOK. Okay. Yes. Hashtag NJOK. And tell us what is fun to do in New Jersey. Uh, besides think, go to New York. Besides go to New York. Yeah. What the fucking, what's, do you have a cool restaurant? Do you have a thing that is specific to New Jersey? Don't just say like, go to the, the bar. It's where the Sopranos are set. So can you there's go a, to Sopranos walking tour? Maybe there's like a Soprano walking. That's what I think. Like Sopranos wasn't go, filmed go in see, New Jersey. Go see I'm Tony's sure. house. Sopranos was filmed in LA. Go see Satriali's meat store. <laughs> go see. Uh, Did you watch the Sopranos? Yeah. Oh, I watched, I watched it a couple times. Was it good? I liked it. I, I like the. <laughs> again, I like I like darkly textured political dramas and mob stories are just basically yeah. that. I love. You said I watched it a couple times. Then I asked, "Is it good?" What if you would have said no? I watched it a couple times. It sucks. Every time oh. I watch it, I'm like, "Why am I doing this?" No, I don't know. I liked it. No, I got it. <laughs> um. So. Yeah, I think New Jersey's it's a handsome. bit dated, but I liked it. Yeah. Um, so fuck. Yeah, yeah, New Jersey. Like, I, I feel like New Jersey is a place where there's like a lot. I don't know why, but when I picture New Jersey, I imagine like not landfills, but like recycle, like recycling and like water treatment plants and things like that. It seems like very industrialized and that sort of stuff, which I seem also seems like. Yeah. Yeah. But New Jersey. Yeah, it doesn't. But the thing, I th- I don't know if New Jersey actually works because it never shines bright for anybody. Like, like we're going to New Jersey, or maybe just the Jersey Shore. That's like the only yeah. thing. that's... Yeah. What's something that sounds great, but when you get there, it's like Vegas. Does Vegas shine like silver? Never been. But it's aluminum. Neither have I. I think Vegas could probably work too, though. I feel like it's a lot of glitter and glitz and not a lot of substance. Uh, Washington D.C. Well, because I just went there. Was it not good? It was okay. Okay. Well, I, then, wasn't, I wasn't really. I, I mean, I got to see all the. I got to see like the Star Spangled Banner and shit. Is there a place in which risk is huge? Where like in risk that looks like oh shit, I should take Australia because it looks like it's going to be the most defensible position, but it's actually like a garbage. Like no, Australia is Australia is great. You should always take yeah, Australia. I, I always took Australia. Um, I fucking hate risk. Risk sucks. But is there like a? I love risk because you love darkly textured political dramas yeah sure is there any place that sucks in risk that you should never take but it looks good now i guess like they're all ukraine okay so this song is about the ukraine not the ukraine ukraine oh my apologies you're right we've talked about this before on the cast ukraine great new jersey slash las vegas slash ukraine, ukraine. <laughs> beautiful now it's time to take an email from our friends our fans our tiny little vampires <laughs> Don't know why I slipped into the Transylvanian accent. Uh, We have a message here from Nate. 
Nate says. Nate. Hey there, pals. What do you think Nate is short for? Nathan. Do you think it's short for it? It says in his... He signed it Nate, but oh. his email address says Nathan. Nelando. 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 I see. You meant oh, funny answer. Naterino. I think it stands for Natilla. I think it stands oh, for. Oh, Natilla. Natilla is like the is like the hazelnut spread. Yes, <laughs> Natilla. <laughs> hey there, pals. You requested more emails, so here's one. Thank you, Nate. Thank you, Nate. Pretend the Brinnegan ladies were invited on the talk show in the year this episode's song came out. Okay, so, I am pretending right now. Okay, 2003. If you're still on everything to everyone. Who else would you want to be guesting on the show with them? It could be the star of a movie from that year, another musical artist big at the time, or maybe it's the Numa Numa Kid. What show is it? Would they all get drinks after, or would they not get along with the Bean Aches? Thanks for the great pod, Nate. Okay, so Nate, great question. Yeah. So yeah, 2003, 2003. <laughs> Let's think. What the fuck? Actually, happened? 2003 is seared into my memory because that's the year my dad died. So I remember a lot from 2003. Actually. All right. What? So what? What music were you listening to when your dad died? I wasn't listening to any music. Were you listening to Into Club? By no. <laughs> I do remember that my mom and I went to see Elf on Christmas. Really? With Will Ferrell. Yeah. This was post. Post. Yeah. Father. Okay. Post father. Post the, P- the, P- the, P- the PFE. The PF Chang's. <laughs> the PF. <laughs> sure yeah so elf so i think uh let's have will ferrell guest star on okay there. sure uh do we each get a pick well we get a couple picks okay we'll okay. go back and forth till we get tired of it so okay. will ferrell is on there uh post elf he's talking or actually 2003 when, Pre-elf. When, when did this uh when did this album drop in doesn't matter it's nebulously 2003 okay so pre-elf so he's he's pitching elf he's right? pitching elf right correct so so well, the question was um uh what show is it? Would they all get drinks after, or would they not get along with the Beanix? So, first off, let's 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 set the scene. What Saturday show is Night Live <laughs> from New York, Live from New Jersey. So it's then, it's Cradle Day Night Live. It's Bernicke like their ladies. local their local access version of Saturday Night Live. <laughs> so, Bernie and Ladies are the musical guests. Do they have? A it's bu- like Mad TV. Do they only have one host though? They only have one host, and it's Will Ferrell. They could. Well, this is Cradle Day Night live it comes on at 2 a.m in new jersey on the local access channel okay. so it can have there are no rules <laughs> okay well what's the format then is it a talk show it's a uh, sort of a sketchy music talk show <laughs> so it's the tom green show great okay i mean can they of. just be in the tom green show oh, wait no that wasn't a talk show yet by 2003 yeah it wasn't a talk show it was i mean the the well, tom, 2003 would the tom green show would have been it would still be on mtv like the, orig, the original tom green okay, show okay 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 so they're on the Tom Green show. Okay, they're on the Tom Green show. Because he's Canadian. He reaches Absolutely. out to them. Yes, 100%. Says, come on, my show. God, me. Please come on, my show. I know. You keep writing that down and you write it down wrong. Okay, sorry. <laughs> I should do it this time. This is like the third time you said we need to reach out to Tom Green. Fuck. I keep forgetting, I guess. Like he would be on our show. Okay, so Tom Green got Bare Naked Ladies and Will Ferrell. <laughs> this is like big get for Tom Green. I mean, this is like the height of his popularity, too. This is like, when did the Bum Bum song come out? Uh, The Bum Bum song. So Boy, I feel like what that's, that I feel like it's 99. I feel like that's 99, 2000. I feel like that's a little earlier. Because I think like that's the apex of Tom Green's popularity. Uh, the Bum Bum song was ninety nine. Yeah, you got it. So yeah, this is this is he's on the he's on the the decline, but he still has. Uh, this is like he is married to Drew Barrymore sure. era Tom Green, or maybe post breakup. Did Freddie Tom Got Green. Fingered come out around this time? I don't know. I think two thousand five, two thousand one, two thousand one. Okay, so this is post. This is post Freddie Got Fingered Tom. Yes. So he is definitely on the decline, but yes. not enough that he can't get fellow Canadian nationalists, yes. Yes. ladies, <laughs> and fellow comedian Will Ferrell. Yes, absolutely. Will Ferrell, famous hater of Drew Barrymore. He's like, oh. thank you for screwing over Drew Barrymore. I will come on your show no matter nice. what. Sure, absolutely. Have, like Tom Green like breaks up with Drew Barrymore. Uh, they get the divorce and just, he just gets like a little 
a little card in the mail that just has Will Ferrell's face on it that says <laughs> one free guest star. Turn this in anytime. So here's the deal. I feel like Tom Green invited the Bare Naked Ladies on to make fun of them. Yes. But Will Ferrell is a fan and so is like defend and so it gets really tense very quick on this show, right? So he's trying to defend the Bare Naked Ladies while Tom Green is is asking them to play like their dad rock hits, right? Yes. Um, or no, Tom Green has set up like a con- is is promoting promoting a concert for them. So he's like, all right, bare naked ladies, you're going to do a concert in Vancouver. Yeah, and I am going to do all the promo. I'm going to get you the stage. Sure, I'm gonna get you all this. I'm going to get you the venue. I'm going to get you all the. That's sure. what, so he's just doing Tom. It's like a special. Like sure. I remember when he like was dating Monica Lewinsky or something, and like got his balls removed. Okay, yeah, I remember. Uh, he and Monica Lewinsky went out in town. Like, you know that wasn't a prank. He had cancer. Right? Yeah, I know. <laughs> okay. yeah. I got my balls removed. <laughs> no, no, this is some fucking Rick and Morty. <laughs> yeah, um, but uh. Um, yeah, so so he's like doing his Tom Green stuff. He's okay. fucking everything up. Like the venue is shit. Like sure. And BNL is trying to play nice, and Steve flips the fuck out, and Will Ferrell's talking him down. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, and, uh, got it. And then there's uh, there's obviously a scene where like Will Ferrell strips down to his underwear because that's sort of his thing. Back sure. Then. And then they bring on the extra surprise guest. The Bernie ladies had no idea that Ang Lee was also in the building because he is promoting his Hulk movie, which also came out this year. So the Barenaked Ladies are on stage. The only person in the audience is Will Ferrell in his underwear. The Barenaked Ladies are getting pissed. Steve is jumping up and down. Ang Lee descends from a rope ladder. A bunch of doves come out. A bunch of doves come out from behind him. Tom Green has pranked BNL good. Do they all go out for drinks afterwards? Well, then they uh, they open up in the... So the concert venue is just this long concert. They have to perform because they're, they're locked in. And then when they, open up the do- when they open up the door, they're not in Vancouver anymore. They're in the middle of the fucking ocean. Okay. It's actually been a container, like a, like a container barge. A and they've just yeah. like... They've just slowly... They're, so they're like 200 miles out in the middle of the sea. And Tom sure. Green is just like... Like just a... Uh, I brought you jewels! And <laughs> just dumps a bag of jewels and then takes off in a helicopter. And the funny thing is, they play it for a while, and then Ed and Steve look at each other, and they go, I could get used to this. And then they start the Ships and Dip tour. tour. And so it gave them the inspiration for Ships and Dip. Dip. Thank you, Nate. That's, that's Nate, the backstory. That's yeah, a backstory. <laughs> you came up with Ships so, and Dip. So thank Tom Green for Ships and Dips. Thank Nate. Thank Tom Green. Thank Will Ferrell. Thank England. Why do you think they called it Ships and Dips? Isn't it Dip? Is it Ships and Dips? I don't know. Ship and Dip. Is it, it Ships like chips, and Dip? Chips and Dip. Right. That's the only reason? I think. Do you think they had dip on there? <laughs> Ebo, we done did it. We did a whole nother episode. It's over. My throat hurts. <laughs> My throat hurts too. My throat's been hurting for like five days now. I think I have a cut in back of it because it's only one small part. This is totally dumb and not related to the podcast yeah. at all. Well, Ebo. Yeah. What you got to plug this week? Just, just don't. Don't know anymore. We got another five-star review, but they didn't leave a goddamn... I have, yeah, I'd love to plug uh, reviews that don't leave a review. No, leave a fucking, I like to read your goofy things that you tell us, people. Leave words. I want words. I would like to plug words. Words. Not bad. I Language. Like our best invention. It's, it's certainly up there. Language. What's a better invention than language? No, no other invention is possible. Bikes. I don't think so. You couldn't have bikes without language. Why not? How would you know how to put them together? show how would you convey the television that's a word saker you don't think you're trying to explain to me in words but i'm just not you don't think you could have a mute society a society you couldn't have a society with no way of communicating with one another sure meaningful glances that's it yeah hey you want to go over here (laughs) 
waves. Well, but then, but they have nothing to tie it to because there's no language. So like, a ideas existed with we. When you dream, what do you dream about? Uh, language. Can you read in your dreams? Yeah, I read all the time in my dreams. I can't. Uh, words look goop bald. I know people say that, but like, I routinely pick up books in my dreams and can read them. Damn, dude, yeah. that's amazing. Um, I'd like to plug dreams dreams that's a great one go back and listen to our episode when you dream don't <laughs> it's a good bad song right. average up i'm saker i'm evan and we'll see you again in one, one week, week.